We're going to wrap up our show now, welcoming our next guest for our weekly Earth Watch. We want to thank the Global Justice Ecology Project. They partner with us for our weekly Earth Watch and Earth Minute. I'd like to welcome Miguel uh, Lovera, who is an agronomist um, and also an environmentalist. And uh, uh, main focus of his work is understanding the interface of science and policy. Currently, he's the general uh, coordinator of a non-governmental organization carrying out environmental monitoring uh, in uh, Paraguay. Uh, Miguel, thank you for joining us. Yes, hello, Margaret. Uh, it's a pleasure for me uh, to be in your program and with your audience in such a fantastic day for for you, for your fellow countrymen and women, and and also for we what we just heard is from Honduras. It, I'm I'm really excited by all of this. It brings tears to my eyes, I can tell you. But um, Miguel, um, your thoughts, um, uh, again, apologies for the shorter segment today, but um, your thoughts in terms of COP26 and as it relates to the environmental work you are doing in Paraguay. Yes, well, it, 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 we really consider it, we actually expected this. We we. Um, we think what happened there was just a farce, another additional farce, to, uh, as if we wouldn't have already experienced many of those, because um, all the, the, the real uh, content of the negotiations have been emptied, uh, emptied by these non-committal positions like these pledges, uh, yeah, okay, voluntarily we'll be going ahead and we will reduce deforestation and we will reduce methane emissions from cattle ranching, but no serious, real, hard targets and commitments by countries and by corporations as they introduced corporations in, in the negotiations as governments did. They should uh, do it for a, a serious reason. Uh, so what we have at the moment is just a wishy-washy commitment and the pledges. I mean, not commitments, but pledges. Okay, I promise you, I will do this. But uh, their track record is actually really uh, disappointing. And so this is what we see that came out of these uh, two-week negotiations. Right, but uh, clearly there was a movement that um, made its presence felt and the world knew about it. And also, what about the demand coming from uh, governments of the global south facing, um, you know, whose people are facing the first and foremost, the impacts of environmental devastation that the governments of the global north pay up um, for you know, to help to repair this damage and to help stop uh, global warming. Uh, Miguel. Yes, I don't want to subtract any merits to uh, the actions by civil society and the negotiators from the global south. But uh, the case is that the real costs w that we face in the south it's really it's much more. It's, you should multiply whatever pledge by 100. So the governments who are really promoting this uh, uh, state of, uh, of things are not really willing to pay the prices. 
the price which is involved here. Uh, if you look at the the scenarios a family or or even a nation in a, in a small island state has to um, face with every year, it's it's really uh, becoming uh, more of a burden on their GDP than ever before. So um, a serious negotiation would start with that kind of analysis. How much is it that you really need? How much is it that the global south really need? How much is it that the global, I mean, that the citizen in the global south needs to adapt to this uh, uh, reality? And, and they were talking as if this would be something that they could uh, still work about and, 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 and negotiate a, an easier way, you know? And for us in the global south, and particularly the, those in, in insular states, it's uh, it's a, a catastrophic reality, and every year is a stronger and and, and meaner reality. So the the whole approach uh, is is this non-commitment and this uh, uh, bickering type of. Uh, uh, negotiations and there's no more time for that. We wasted. I mean, they wasted it. Uh, our governments and northern governments wasted uh, almost three decades in, in negotiating the this uh, um, the solutions, potential solutions. And now we are stuck with these uh, um, pledges and 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 and, and uh, empty promises that will not deliver in the end of the day. Right. And Justin, the, we have about a minute and a half or so. What about some of the challenges you are facing? Um, well, not only you, people in, in Paraguay are facing in terms of environmental uh, devastation. Um, any of the impacts you have seen from the monitoring uh, that you are doing in the regions that you're working with? Well, we are facing uh, massive deforestation. We are going to see the last uh, wild tree, let's say wild tree outside of uh, protected areas, uh, which are only about four or five percent of, 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 of the general of, of the whole uh, surface of uh, um, uh, land surface um, in about five years, five to six years. So this is the reality we're looking at. And that means a lot more climate change a lot more, well, much less biodiversity, almost all gone. And, uh, of course, it, it means uh, famines, droughts, and extreme weather, uh, climate events uh, for the population. And, and in the scenario that I just described about uh, adaptation and the lack of funds, this will mean that uh, people will have a much worse uh, much worse living conditions so this is regrettably the scenario we we're looking at in the next uh, decade